everyone and welcome back to another episode of Semi-Scribbled Podcast. I'm your host Akinyi and today we'll be discussing The Death of Vivek Orji by Akweke Emezi. Let me start off by saying I am sorry I've been away for a little bit too long. We normally have roughly two episodes a month and so far in 2021 we have only had an episode a month. But hey, I'm working on it. We're going to get the schedule together. Uh, Hopefully I can tame my 9 to 5 well enough to be able to do this consistently. I'd like to thank all of you who engage with me on Instagram and on Twitter and who keep me on my toes. Asante Nisana. I am definitely not giving up on this journey. We are still here and moving. Now, about the book. This book has done a number on me. How many times have I said that? Should we start bingo cards? (laughs) But honestly, this book is really profound for me. I am definitely considering myself to be a fan of Akweke Emezi's writing. They are blowing my mind consistently with everything that they come out with. The summary or synopsis of this book, it's based in a small town in southern Nigeria. And I think the time period is between the late 80s, early 90s, around that time. We are learning about Vivek Orji, who already from the title of the book we know has died. We learn about Vivek's mother. We learn about his cousin Osita, the friends who surround him, Elizabeth and Juju, his father Chika and his brother, his auntie Mary, I think. (laughs) There's a reason, y'all, why I don't remember her name, but I am fairly positive that her name was Mary. And basically, we're looking at the family dynamics within this small Nigerian town and that surrounds Vivek Oji. What happens? One afternoon, Kivata opens up her door and finds Vivek dead on the porch or you could say on the front step of her house. And he's wrapped up in this wonderful fabric. From the beginning of the book, the quest is to find out what exactly happened to Vivek. But before we even get to find out what happened to Vivek, Akweke keeps taking us back into time to learn about these other characters that surround him. And those are one of the things that I really enjoyed about this book. We get a lot of context around who Vivek was and the family that he grows up in. This book is not typical. And yes, Emezi would never give us anything typical. You might wonder if we already know that the one of the lead characters in this book has died, where is the book taking us? But I don't think knowing that Vivek has died takes away from the power of knowing about his life and knowing about the people who are around him. Vivek suffers from what are called fugues. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that well. But he does have quote-unquote blackouts that happen to him in the early stages of this book. The way that his friends and his family react to him having these episodes is also quite interesting. And it also sort of gives us an inclination of where Vivek would find safe spaces. But you are not ready for what goes down (laughs) in this book. In the theme of family, which we have learned over and over again in various books that I've reviewed on this podcast, family is not just that nuclear group of humans that you are born 
into as your mother, your father, or your siblings, or your extended uh, lot being your aunties and uncles, MSE shows us that family can definitely be the people that you choose, and these are being your friends. Of course, the ability of you choosing certain people to be your friends is also dependent on the geography that you're in, and this is beautifully woven into the book by a group that Kavita, who is Vivek's mother, is in known as the Niger Wives. So the Niger Wives all have children and this group of children, which includes Elizabeth and Juju, definitely become substituted family or an actual real family for Vivek because they accept Vivek for who he is and they nurture him out of a depression by accepting him exactly the way he is and at the end of this book this group of friends also bring a truth to Kavita who has been searching for answers from the beginning in terms of what happened to her son there are also other characters that we get to know such as Ebenezer who is a neighbor Ebenezer get to witness Vivek in his new form without really recognizing who Vivek is but we also get to know the little troubles that Ebenezer goes through and the enlightenment that he gets even as a minor character in the periphery I read this book as usual, by using audiobooks, there was so much that was happening. I had to sometimes go back and start again. And I will definitely go back and read this book again. Because when I was doing a little bit of research around what people are saying about this book, because for a long time, I did not know how to put <laughs> my thoughts into words. I have so much to say, but I'm just not willing to put it out there because I don't want to ruin the beauty of the book for people who are, are going to take a leap and read it for themselves, it was quite clear that there are scenes that occurred in this book that somehow my mind just flew over because it was still blown <laughs> from previous scenes that I was still working through. One thing this book will do is that it will challenge your ideas that you have held about certain things in life for a long time. It's going to challenge you to think about love and how love shows up what is quote-unquote forbidden love, right? It will also challenge you to think about how we are to be true to ourselves and represent ourselves to other people. And if the goal, or rather, if the onus is on us as individuals and the way we present ourselves to the world, or it is on the world to accept what we as individuals inherently feel are our true selves and that we present to them. In the latter, I think I fall in the camp of be true to yourself first and the world should deal with what you present to it. But on the former, MSE challenged me, really challenged me to think about quote-unquote forbidden love and love in general. And if there's anything like forbidden love in the first place, there are lots of, <laughs> there are definitely personal experiences that challenge me to view Osita and Vivek's uh, relationship in a way that is void of prejudice. And I had to acknowledge that there's some work that I need to do. That's the beauty of this book because it will definitely challenge you. The other very interesting bit about this book, which when I was reading around and looking at other reviews, not many people mentioned, was the backstory of 
Kavita and Chika and uh, Mary. And these are the adults, quote unquote, in the book. These are the, you know, the first generation of of people that we encounter we we first learn about the story how kavita and chica met how their relationship developed before they had vivek we get to understand the strains between chica and his brother and kavita and her sister-in-law or rather we get to sort of speculate by information that's given to us about why these relationships are a little bit strained and we might now understand why that particular family and these people being Osita's mother and father why they don't really lend such a, a familial comforting space for Kavita and Vivek I, I wonder why people are not talking about that and I for me there were a lot of gems in there to understand why then these particular people were not granting a safe space for Vivek they had their own traumas and their own triggers and their own issues to deal with which they were not dealing with i also really enjoyed the fact of the niger wives and getting backstories as to how these wives were dealing with their husbands all being foreign wives right they were not nigerian but they had married nigerian men which was similar to vivek's mother kavita and her husband chika and this bond that they created for each other some of the lies that they were trying to perpetuate in order to maintain themselves in these relationships that seemed so strenuous and difficult but the true heroes of this book for me were the children teenagers elizabeth juju Osita and Vivek and their group of friends were really the stars of this book for me because they were as pure <laughs> as you could expect for creating a space for Vivek to exist as himself, but also helping each other mourn him when he died and extending that safety over to Kavita in order for her to understand her son. The moments between Osita and Elizabeth and Juju and Elizabeth were wonderful teachable moments. The discussion that they had at the end in terms of revealing the truth to Kavita was also such a wonderful dialogue. It was very realistic, but it definitely defined really well the types of arguments that might happen in reality and how they navigated that was really well done. And for me, that's a part of the book that I'd actually want to go back and listen to over and over again. But it's also a part of the book that really stuck with me, other than how Vivek actually died and whether there was a responsibility on anybody in that situation. As I said in the beginning, MZ really challenged me <laughs> in this book. They always do. When I think back to Freshwater, my mind was still blown, but Freshwater went down a little bit easier for me than the death of Vivek Oji did. For Vivek Oji and Osita, I am working through my feelings about their, their friendship, about how their relationship develops or blooms, and why that is unsettling for me. It's thought-provoking, which is what a book should be. Definitely is inspiring me to have conversations with others, to think about it, especially in terms of how we define love and the boundaries that we put around it and if we are, if we are justified in doing that. Would I recommend? Definitely, I would recommend this book. It is not an easy ride, so do not expect 
a very nice palatable you know mouth cleanser in terms of this book expect to have your mind blown away by the the characters and the events that occur in this book but it will definitely at the end of the day challenge you to redefine or to better define what your principles are okay guys that's all i have to say about this really awesome book i'm hesitating in announcing what my next read is just know that i have two concurrent reads going on at the moment both of which i am excited about one of which has a deadline because i need to return the book to a library yes i joined a library I'll have more information for you on that in another episode exclusively based on that library. In the meantime, you know where to catch me. Even though I am silent on the airwaves, you can definitely find me on Instagram at podcast underscore semi. That goes the same for Twitter. That is at podcast underscore semi. And if you'd like to send me a longer love note, you can send me an email at semiscribbled.com pod at gmail.com that's semiscribbledpod at gmail.com guys i'm looking forward to engaging with you so leave a comment when i post this uh on instagram or on twitter if you're not confident in leaving a comment you can definitely send me a message in the dms i will see you next time bye